Jetty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. If it gets too windy, they turn my power off. And if it's not windy enough, I don't have any power. And then if it gets too hot, I don't have any power. Is there anything that can be done about that? Yeah, move out of California. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, season York. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today... On Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. She couldn't even make it to the voting in Iowa. She got no support from Black America, and now she could be one heartbeat from the presidency, Kamala Harris. One heartbeat from the presidency with the oldest president by far in American history. Oh, yeah. Fresh new leadership from Joe Biden. Speaking of being a heartbeat away from the presidency, I just saw Kim Jong-un reportedly handed over part of his power to that sister of his. Oh, wow. He must be mortally ill. Or losing support? How interesting. He has delegated part of his authority to... The cutie that was at the Olympics that they hailed as uh, North Korea's Ivanka Trump. (laughs) Uh-huh. idiots hailed as North Korea's Ivanka. So that's kind of interesting. Tell you what, she's, she, her eyes absolutely gleam with evil. You can call her a cutie if you want. She's the devil. Our National Intelligence Service, which you know spends a lot of time trying to figure out what's going on over there because they're a nuclear power. His sister now serves as his de facto second-in-command, though she's not been designated his successor, whatever that mm. all means. That's interesting. Dictators almost never designate a successor. It's but too you dangerous. Think, you think he's uh, Illin is the reason he's doing it? Uh, that's a possibility. Yeah. He, he's he trying like, to smooth the transition. Isn't he like 30 years old or something? Well, he's in his 30s, but he's uh, rumored to have been really ill a couple of times. Fat guy that smokes constantly. But even in your 30s, you're, you can be a fat guy that smokes a lot in I've your 30s. I've known plenty of them. Yeah. 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 Um, well, he's got the diabetes, too, maybe. Maybe. I wonder if he got the COVID. Could be. Could be. Very well could be. He might just be hanging on by a thread. Who knows? Let's start another Kim Jong-un is dead rumor. Wouldn't that be fun? So much <laughs> anger, strife. Would it? The that vid, would... wildfires, whatever. Is that what passes for fun now? Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Spreading rumors about dictators. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. We need a new fun. Yeah, I know. We need a new lot. So every Thursday, the uh, the pe- people applying for jobless benefits number comes out, and it went up. Remember, it was down below a million last week, and mm-hmm. it ended a 20-some-week streak of being above a million, which, you know, again. Previous to that streak, the high was around 600,000, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. And the fascination with round numbers in the base 10 system, I just... 
But um, yet simultaneously anti-metric system. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, no kidding, Sean. No kidding. It's it, it's a flip flop. It's hypocrisy. Like vigorously anti-metric. Right? Right? Yeah, he's a militant. Oh, 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 fifty. That's the new now forty. He, he's flip flopping again. He no, says no, he's no. for it. It's society. Society is exciting when something hits a hundred or a thousand or a million or whatever. But we we you know we revolt against the metric system, which is <laughs> all about. Being around, whatever. 12 inches to a foot, Jack. That's natural. <laughs> That's the way God intended us to measure. 5,280 feet per mile. Right. <laughs> Just makes sense. Judy and I were looking at dining room tables the other day. All right, this one's 94 inches. Oh, all right. Okay. Let me think. Eight times. <laughs> carry the two. <laughs> anyway, the jobless benefits claims rose to 1.1 million. Suggesting an uptick in layoffs as the economy slowly recovers. So I don't know if that means anything, but we're oh, still boy. we're still around a million twenty three weeks into this thing, so, which is just extraordinary. A million new claims, yeah, every week. It's any any thought that we're on the uh, the downside of this, I think, is crazy. Health wise or economic wise? Economically. Yeah. Health-wise, I believe we're we're in a much better place and we're getting to a good place. The rolling averages are looking pretty good yeah. the last week. Unless it comes back, we're definitely on the downside. Well, I'll tell you what, friends. Uh, South Korea is preparing a gigantic shutdown. As they've had a huge uh, influx of cases. And, Do they know why? Um, well, actually, yeah, there, there's a big, giant, super political church, I guess, that has been holding meetings and protests in defiance of regulations and they've got hundreds of cases but so if we are on the downside we're just one giant gathering away from it taking back off again oh it's possible yeah yeah how long ago was sturgis what i'm keeping my eye on the uh you know two weeks past that what does that mean for big sporting events and stuff like that if one big gathering if a person shows up with it then we're back to shutting down businesses and schools and stuff It, it just depends on vaccines and therapies right that will render all of those questions moot. True. That'll be a, a fabulous day when that happens. And China and the Wall Street Journal said yesterday that if China gets the vaccine, they're going to make the world agree to their ridiculous land claims before they let anybody have it. Yeah. <laughs> Check, this box. Check this box that the South China Sea is ours, and right. you can have the cure. Right, exactly. For the thing that we released on the world. Sign up for our newsletter and all our uh, announcements in your email. And then you're going to want to you're going to want the push notifications in case we make more islands. <laughs> it, it is my uh, that's that's good. That's well played. I don't mean to let that go without uh, you know tip of the cap. Um, uh, I, we're going to talk to Ian Bremmer before too long about the China situation. I believe there are a lot of wimpy, limp wristed. We just want to do business countries in the world. They're not used to leading. They're not used to taking any tough stands because the United States has done it for them for 70 years. And so they're utterly without guts or will. This might be such an egregious, horrifying, on on multiple levels, overreach by the Chinese. It could be they have to rally to our side of this. Mm -hmm. Could be a major overstep by the communists. Uh, Anywho, there's lots to talk about, as, uh, as always, unfortunately. I could see flames from my house. Last night, which Great is, Scott. if you can see flames, it's too close, in my opinion. It's a little uncomfortable, given your recent, uh, you know, yeah, I, at, problems. Uh, at about 1030, I, 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 I thought, you know, I got to go check it out. So I got in my car and drove over to look and see how it was and got out of my car in the middle of our dirt road and uh, 
tried to figure out what direction the wind was blowing so I could go back and go to sleep. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Um, let's introduce everyone in the squad. Not living a hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> let's introduce everybody in the squad. Now, this neighborhood has excellent schools. As you can see, it's a mature neighborhood. The trees are very tall. Now, we do have to disclose it's a hellhole. Yeah. I had a guy show up yesterday. This house is in a designated hellhole zone. So my toilet was leaking, and I might have serious damage under my house, so now it's an insurance claim. And somebody was out of my house yesterday, and he pulled up in his big truck, and he said, how's it going? And I said, oh, living in a hellhole, how are you doing? <laughs> no, I said, living in the bowels of hell, how are you doing? Because <laughs> there's oh, smoke everywhere, and it's dark, and you can't breathe, and he's wearing a mask because of the disease. <laughs> yeah. It's just, what the hell? <laughs> well, I'm reminded of the old joke about Texas, which is utterly unfair, and, and I don't approve of it, but... If I owned hell in Texas, I'd live in hell and rent Texas out. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I won't have it. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, good. I'm just debating whether or, not, whether or not to do a show with a mask on. The smell in the studio here is just terrible. It just smells like smoke. Outside, it smells like smoke. I mean, I can barely breathe. It's all the smoke that causes that. Yeah, but it's just, it's, it's just terrible, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we are, uh, for those not familiar with this, we're based in the western United States, which is now completely covered with smoke. Well, I'll tell you for yeah, all where you go for all the beating up of Twitter that I do, and it is awful. And I still think, in general, we're better off without the internet than with it. Mm-hmm. Um, when something like a, a, a disaster happens, man, it's such a better way to get information than anything that's ever existed. Man, I got live video of right in the middle of anything I want. Mm. You know, that's that that happened 30 seconds ago. Right. As opposed to official websites or waiting for the news to come on or whatever. It's fantastic. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Had quite the dual screen experience last night at Chateau Relaxo on one screen. NBA playoffs on the other screen. The jam-packed, action-soaked DNC convention of awkward <laughs> pre-planned Zoom calls slash YouTube things by people who don't really know what either of those things are. Uh, but uh, but I heard it described as a sad telethon. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. they, they did have some heavyweights uh, speaking last night, mostly just kind of headlined by Obama. And as as somebody who was more keen to uh, be receptive to his message, I thought it was I thought it was him at his at his best. Well, it was really good. Fox pundit Howard Kurt said Obama stole the show, and it'll be hard for uh, Biden to not uh, look quite a bit less than. But you know what are you going to do? I, Obama I, is a long leg Mac Daddy. Well, I haven't heard that one in a long time, Michael. Thanks, Lori Ingram on Fox last night as I was driving around, seeing if my house was going to burn down. Said um, uh, Obama is clearly the most talented politician of the last fifty years, at least. So I even would the say Fox so. pundits were praising him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's good at what he does. I'd like to know if he wrote that himself because the writing matters a lot. Yeah, too. And the writing was really good. Well, I, yeah, I'm sure people at least drafted it for him. Uh, but uh, it was utterly, utterly unprecedented, a uh, a president savaging his successor while his successor is still in office. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. We're in a no-holds-barred situation. Eye got, gouges, fish hooks. It's all on bar. No, no, you got to bar some of them. Fish hooks. Please, the shocker. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. How's your oil, huh? Mm. Oh, Let's boy. Check. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So, come on now. Grow up. It's decency. We do not have time for this kind of silliness. <laughs> I uh, want to hear that long-legged Mac Daddy one again later, Mike. <laughs> Keep that handy. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. It's Thursday, August 20th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Oh, I'd forgotten about that preacher. We had a bunch of his clips. 
I wonder if he's still around. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. Underway at Mark. Joe and Kamala can win by three million votes and still lose. Take it from me. Oh! (laughs) Playing the hits. I get it. Oh, wow. You actually, you won the popular vote. Did you? Yes, yes, yes. (sighs) Okay. Uh, how's mailbag look? (laughs) Less tired than that, S. We got some stuff that happened at the DNC during the day when they let the more fringy people speak. Holy crap. Mm. You ought to hear some Mm. of this. We'll play that later. Among other things on the way, our text line 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Get to the hook. Yeah. Too many verses. I didn't even remember the song had verses. Here we go. Here's the hook. This is why we played it. Ladies and gentlemen, Spinal Tap! Yeah. Living in a hellhole. I wish you all could see how happy Jack is right now. (laughs) This is my theme song. Burning from above, rotting from below. <laughs> Rube Holler. Wearing a mask so you don't get a disease. Economy collapsing. Living in a hellhole. Oh, by golly. Mailbag. Did you know you could email us? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. And the chances are absolutely outstanding that I, Joe Getty, will read your email. There's a small chance I will respond to it. And there's an even smaller chance I'll block you because you're an ass. Oh, what? there's something we ought to be talking about or you want to weigh in with your opinion feel free now i have 99 of people are, are very nice and it's actually a pleasure to to hear from them here's your freedom loving quote of the day once again from the great milton friedman the great virtue of a free market system is that it does not care what color people are it does not care what their religion is it only cares whether they can produce something you want to buy it is the most effective system we have discovered to enable people who hate one another to deal with one another and help one another Oh, that's pretty good. And certainly any social scientist or uh, psychologist worth their weight would point out that once people deal with each other repeatedly and recognize each other's humanity, they tend to get along a lot better. Or you can tear down the system in favor of a Marxist utopia, which a lot of people are trying to do these days. Moving on. I think this is Fran says, hey, guys, uh, you're a great start to the mornings with all this craziness going on. Keep up the good job and keep laughing. It sure keeps me laughing. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, it's it's easy to get a little overly grim these days. Uh, thank you for the note. Dear Joe, and he uses the proper spelling, J-H-E-A-U-X. This is from uh, Colin. Catching up on the podcasts, which you can get at armstrongandgetty.com. Heard you tell the audience to contact you for $5 for a drink in case they're desperate enough to drink hand sanitizer. So you said you're trying to reach out to someone that is poor and desperate enough to drink hand sanitizer, yet also listens to a conservative radio show and has the ability to send out emails on a whim. Well, I'm that man. 
Please send that $5 post haste to the drunk homeless guy hanging out in an abandoned radio shack. An uh, abandoned radio shack. Yeah, uh, that's uh, Colin. All right, Colin. All right. I, I made the offer. I'm good for it. If that's going to keep you from drinking hand sanitizer for a buzz, I will send you $5. It's not all bad. There's hope, writes Jen. Oh, I just wanted to let you know it's not all bad in uh, Cal Unicornia High Schools. My son's econ teacher has this on his homepage. Uh, it is uh, a picture of Thomas Sowell and one of his quotes, which says, The first lesson of economics is scarcity. There is never enough in anything to fully satisfy all those who want it. The first lesson of politics is to disregard the first lesson of economics. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, after listening to his first lecture, my son said his teacher said the F word was not allowed in his classroom. The F word in his classroom is free. You're not allowed to use the word free. Love that. Who is this guy? And does he have a GoFundMe page, or can I give him a hug, or give him $5 for a drink, or what? Holy cow. Um, My son was given a perfect example of this when we were watching the Biden-Cardi B interview, where they talked about all the free stuff they were going to hand out. That's brilliant. Good that is for you. good. Whoever you are, sir, I salute you. And uh, Justin writes, guys, do you see Elizabeth Warren actually address the Native American caucus? Yeah. Is the DNC trying to turn the Babylon Bee into a legitimate news agency? I was surprised by that. I thought, doesn't it? Feel your soul being crushed yet? Mm. Feel your soul being crushed yet? Is that mm-hmm. just asking for a uh, mocking when you do that? <laughs> it's, uh, it lifted my spirits. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> Bring you up to speed on other stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Joe and I believe that we can build that beloved community, one that is strong and decent, just and kind, one in which we can all see ourselves. All right. The moment no one was waiting for. Go ahead and play clip 22. (laughs) I accept your nomination for vice president of the United States of America. And then the Zoom call ended. So I was reading the dispatch and they called Kamala Harris's speech fine, but said that the party still belongs to Barack Obama and it's his to hold together. And uh, I think that's probably true on the on the idea that Barack Obama was uh, criticizing Trump last night and and quite and quite harshly. But that is a new ground. The dispatch mentions that former President George W. Bush, like most presidents, rather famously opted not to weigh in on his successor's presidency, saying in 2009 in a speech that Obama deserves my silence. Then four years later, he said, it's a hard job. He's got plenty on his agenda. It's difficult. A former president doesn't need to make it any harder. Other presidents have strayed from this unwritten rule, though, before Obama last night. Jimmy Carter is a notorious offender. Oh, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt literally launched a third-party run against his successor, William Howard Taft, and called him a fathead with the brains of a guinea pig. Wow, he just (laughs) skyrocketed up my list of favorite presidents. That's awesome. The brain of a guinea pig? Those are not smart creatures. (laughs) I had many growing up. They are not intelligent. No, that is a, that is a, uh, that's being dismissive of your abilities. Right. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) <laughs> Taft went on to be the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. 
Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, Obama's, but Obama's criticism of Trump last night was the most striking instance of a president unprecedented attack in recent memory. Oh, boy. So, well, these are, these are you know, unprecedented times in all kinds of different ways, as we all know. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, some have suggested the president himself uh, treats the job a little differently than others have. Well, you know, almost, huh, you know I noticed. No, he <laughs> he definitely plays a role in it. Uh, no, without a doubt. But I mean, you're, we're kind of heading that way in all kinds of different ways. The be before we even got here. So it is striking that the Democratic ticket is a guy who's run multiple times and never got more than one percent. He absolutely won this time, but he's pushing eighty. And his VP pick uh, dropped out before the voting in Iowa because she was getting no support and notably zero support from black America, even though she's now being touted as the great black hope right. um, running against the guy from The Apprentice. It's 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 an odd time. Well, the great <laughs> thing is that in America, the opposition party can uh, elect somebody and take a solid shot at it, whereas in Russia... The leader of the opposition party is currently in a coma because he got poisoned last night. By... I, I had fell out of a window. <laughs> so it would seem, yeah. Or so... shot, shot on the street. Is that what happened to that one dude? Uh, shot, uh, yeah. Oh, several people were shot in the street. And remember no, the... Most notably, right on a bridge next to the Kremlin. Yeah, that guy that was walking across the bridge with his girlfriend. Yeah, re- yeah. Really unfortunate at the time, all the security cameras that are typically focused on that bridge just weren't working that day. Yeah, They're really Putin's unfortunate. security state yeah. had a bit of a glitch, yeah. and, and this poor man was mugged and, and shot to death. One of the most uh, dangerous occupations on earth, Russian uh, dissident, and uh, their leader, more or less, Alexei Navalny, was off investigating some sort of corruption in Siberia. And according to his people, he had a cup of tea at the airport before he got on the flight at Ivan's House of Rancid Tea, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And or uh, one of Putin's thugs uh, got to him and, and poisoned him during the flight. He he the boss, feel... we should not drink tea at Arsenic Hut. Uh, he, uh, he lost consciousness. He's been in a coma and grave condition ever since. The doctors are saying, oh, poisoning is one possible cause. I not I will not say poison. No, I don't. Please, please. Why, why you drag it toward the window? Imagine living in a place like that. And China's the same sort of way where the doctor thinks, oh, great. And, you know, thinks, I better not say it was a poisoning or I'll end up falling out a window. Oh, that's just brutal. Yeah. Um, and, and I got to believe this guy was pretty careful. He'd been poisoned a couple of years back, not as badly, and recovered. So I got to believe he was fairly careful about what he ingested. You intern, take sip. You know, and he was uh, famously assaulted with a caustic chemical uh, a couple of years ago. Lost uh, some of the vision, one of his eyes. God, what threw is, acid in his face, essentially, or alkali, whatever. What is Putin's reach that he gets poison enough to kill you into your tea in a foreign land at a different airport? Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're we're off base here. We're incorrect. I apologize. The state news agency, TASS, reported that police were not considering deliberate poisoning, citing an anonymous source in law enforcement who said it's not unlikely that he drank or consumed something yesterday himself. So the, the cops in Russia are saying, no, 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 it was an accident. Of course, uh, his uh, spokesman bristled at that suggestion. Of course, it's just the tea was bad. This is what the state propaganda is going to do now. Yell that there was no deliberate poisoning. He did something accidentally. He did it himself. How crazy is that? The wind- I would have never believed that you could still do that in the year 2020. Ah, uh, you, you sure can in Russia. The widow of Alexander Litvinenko 
the Russian agent who was killed in London, you remember that, by radioactive poisoning in 06, voiced concerns that Navalny's enemies within Russia may have decided that it's time to use a new tactic. She said from Sicily that it was obvious that Navalny would not stop trying to expose corruption and they weren't going to put up with it. So, there you go. Let's change the U.S. into a more Marxist system where you can get real justice for everyone. We are going to get... Course, Putin's Russia is not Marxist. It's a kleptocracy. We are going to get uh, later into, the, if you heard the story about the baseball announcer who uh, made a, uh, a homophobic slur when he didn't realize the microphone was on, it aired... He makes an apology during the game and then is escorted out, asked to leave, whatever. He's not there the rest of the game. Mid-game. Fired mid-game. Sideline reporter took over the the, the role of play-by-play for the remainder. So if you didn't hear that, we'll play those clips for you a little bit later. Too bad. Legendary baseball voice, too. I mean, legendary. And his dad was legendary. Got here a man who did nothing for two hours and got three million views on YouTube. Sean's not impressed. No, that's do nothing for two hours, please. I just that's just getting loose. I just don't. Up. I just don't broadcast it. I uh, take personal pride in the fact that I I can do nothing for hours on end, and I don't need to share that. Right, like true charity only exists if you don't tell anybody right. about it. Exactly. Um, yeah, this guy set up a camera and turned it on, so that's not doing yeah, nothing. The fact that this guy put out a video of him doing nothing right. is something. Right. The, the key, I think, though, is the look on his face. <laughs> the look on his face he's got as he sits there is, is pretty good. I've scanned, that as a blank look. I've scanned through the video. It doesn't change. Oh, really? It's just it's him just sitting there. A staring. young man from Indonesia has racked up millions of views on YouTube for literally doing nothing. <laughs> Mohammed did it. Uploaded a video of himself just staring into space. Uh, it's two hours and 20 minutes. This is <laughs> Andy Warhol, isn't it? it pretty much. Yeah. You know, it actually is. It's very Andy Warhol-like. Has over 3 million views. God, what would Andy Warhol have done with the internet to show us just how ridiculous it all is? Uh, well, he'd um, had a lot more competition. No doubt. Uh, that's something. People don't watch the whole thing, surely. Uh, well, if they do, I would like to buy their time. During the two hours, he is more concerned about his parents calling for him. Oh, he lives with his parents, does he? <laughs> um, he was more worried about his parents calling for them than having to go to the toilet. If I don't answer them, I'll get into trouble. Oh, I like the parenting there in Indonesia. Yeah, there you go. Show a little respect there, Junior. That's uh, that's something. Uh, that, that is something. That is very Andor- uh, Andy Warhol-esque. Yeah. It's just it's a comment on something. I should be amused. I'm I'm bothered. <laughs> uh, do you want to play the baseball announcer coming up? Uh, yeah, we Hear could. What he said in his apology just uh, just shows you how the I don't know what it shows you. Is it anything? Is it even worth hearing about? Um, yes, I, yes, it is. is Absolutely. A, I was about to say it's, it's critical we hear about it. Is it cancel culture or is it just? It's always been that way. If you say something like you really un, uh, that you're not supposed to say in, in broadcasting, you're probably going to lose your job. Yes, that, that was true. He you know, a year show, ago, he didn't show up to the broadcast with a MAGA hat and got fired. It's, right. Yeah. Right. I I would like to speak in his defense. Okay. Um. Though what you say is true, it's not shocking he got fired. No. It's, it was not like uh, Grant Napier of the Sacramento Kings, whose firing was utterly unjustifiable. This one was a pretty bad mistake. What he said will shock you. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm sorry, we have breaking news. What? Breaking news. <laughs> news breaks the donkey braze. Steve Bannon has been arrested. Among For dishevelment. F- uh, among four arrested, indicted on an online fundraising scheme, according to the Department of Justice. Arrested and died in connection with an online fundraising campaign that allegedly defrauded investors of hundreds of thousands of dollars, the Justice Department announced. So Trump's DOJ just arrested Steve Bannon. Hmm. It's a developing story. We'll bring you the details when they come. I recently saw somebody describe Steve Bannon as if the Big Lebowski, but instead of being into weed and bowling, he was into cocaine and dogfighting. <laughs> Jeez. That's not fair. I've listened to his podcast. What's it called? The War Room. It's pretty good. He's a super smart guy. What he was doing with online fundraising, I haven't got the slightest idea. But So do you know who Tom Brenneman is? He's uh, a, a sports play-by-play guy. He, uh, His dad was, for decades, the voice of the Cincinnati Reds, as I recall. Um, Brenneman uh, was the voice of the Chicago Cubs for a number of years when I was a big Cubbies fan. And then... I think it was, and and this is not the important part of it. I think when his dad retired, he moved to the Reds gig because it's kind of the family legacy. But anyway, he was doing the uh, uh, unwatchable and nobody watches it pregame show for the Reds. And evidently, he missed the cue that they were coming back to the pregame show. And his mic was hot. And he, uh, he, he, well, he said the following. The capitals of the world. Reds live, the pregame show. He's talking about some city. And uh, he wasn't talking about friends of Armstrong and Getty. He called it a rhymes with bag capital of the world, uh, just a, a, a non-flattering term for homosexuals. What what city was he referring to? I don't know that as Actually. being the homosexual capital of the uh, world. Un, that's clearly one half of a conversation. I don't know what was being said down his, oh, okay. into his ear, but it sounds yeah. like uh, somebody was saying, "Oh, blah blah blah." Oh, yeah, that place, blah blah, and then said his his okay. line. Evidently, it was some time before it was uh, conveyed to him that that had been aired. And he was told and uh, came back from break. And it, it, it sounds like a man walking up the steps of the gallows. As Holland takes over on the mound, um, I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the year that I am deeply ashamed of. Um, if I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. That was unfortunate. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. Anyway, Owen, too. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck for the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am uh, and never has been. And I'd like to think maybe I could have some people that, uh, that could back that up. I am very, very sorry, and I beg for your forgiveness. Wow. Jim Dale, take you the rest of the way home. And then did he leave at that point? Yep. yep. 
In the on his l- own day, they think, or was he told to get out of there? I don't know. I'll bet he left on his own. Just what I know of the broadcasting world, if anybody had gotten to him from corporate, he wouldn't have been allowed to speak at all. He'd have just been gone. Yeah, it it could be he was just so rattled, he decided it was best that he go. Um, Yeah, I, I tell you what, here's my only defense. And, you know... Joe defends hate in three, two, one. I have known, worked with, made music and art with all sorts of people. I mean, all sorts of people. Coached them, taught them in a classroom, whatever. And things people say to amuse their friends are not statements of belief, necessarily. (laughs) No kidding. Uh, a, A private statement is not the same as a public declaration. Um, we all say things to be flip, to be funny, to be shocking, that we don't actually mean in our hearts. Um, and uh, just the idea that somebody has to pay with their professional life If somebody accidentally uh, sees the text, hears the phone call, the comment or whatever, one of those jokes. Right, right. If you if you claim that you don't ever make uh, sh- shocking comments, if they were like you know put out there in print, you're just lying, <laughs> right? Or or you're so boring, I don't want to hang with yeah, you. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, I don't suppose my mom ever does. Yeah, my mom, my instance. wife doesn't really do that either. No, it's just not her. But um, anybody who's at all a a wise acre knows exactly what we're talking about. Uh, it was incredibly unwise of him to say something like that into a microphone. And we had a, a very short uh, conversation via text last night with the whole crew. Live mics are the end of your career, well, that's if, one. depending what you put into them. So don't put anything into them that would end your career. That's 100% true, and I will forget in one minute. I wish that weren't the case. But if you walk around with a microphone in front of you all the time, or you're standing around with a microphone in front of you all the time like we are. It's, you know. How, how many hours does he have that headset on? Oh, hours, hours and, and hours, hours and hours. And hours. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, see. Yeah. It's a similar phenomenon that happens in reality television where early on people are very aware that there's a camera crew following them. And then yep. eventually it just kind of blends into the background. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, his career is likely over. Or, or over for a good long time, or he'll be calling, you know, one of your Alterna football leagues five years from now. Or and there's a lot of people that can do play by play. You just you don't American obstacle course ninja champion or something. He'll be that on that new dodgeball show. <laughs> yeah, right. Or or the uh, the cornhole, which has gotten so popular. ESPN's cornhole. <laughs> he'll be calling like the. Minor league cornhole, like me drunk at a picnic. Uh, but anyway. So did the world need this? Are China and Saudi Arabia getting into bed together? What? I hadn't heard this story till yesterday, but it was reported by the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, and then Mike Pompeo spoke to it. China helping Saudi Arabia build a secret uranium processing plant. Listen, you're evil, we're evil, let's get together. But Saudi Arabia is supposed to be our buds. Yeah. They're on our side. Oh, yeah. Secretary yeah. of State Mike Pompeo says that nuclear peripheral, per, hmm. spreading of nuclear weapons. <laughs> by Sa- I get your word straight, Jack. By Saudi Arabia <laughs> is a real risk 
listing it among rogue regimes that the United States is keeping its eye on. Hopefully. So we, we, our Secretary of State called Saudi Arabia a rogue regime yesterday that we're going to, uh, you know, investigate. Well, the, MSB's a monster, and we all knew that. It's just always been a hedge guy, against... Right? Uh, yeah, that's the world's largest yacht, world's yeah, yeah, most yeah. expensive painting, world's biggest house. Uh, he he's a monster. Um, oh, so, uh, Mr. Bonesaw, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right, please. Right. Yeah. Sent please. the guys with the bone saw into Turkey. Yeah, I don't know what seen. happened to the journalist. Yeah. Well, regardless, he's over there. There's lots of people and over there and over there. <laughs> There's lots of people like that, but they were on our side. Yeah, well, um, Pompeo's remarks follow reports the Middle Eastern Kingdom is building a secret uranium processing plant with help from China, a charge the secretary did not deny when repeatedly pressed. On whether the stories in the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post were true. Probably to develop a bomb to use against Iran. But why would China want to spread nuclear weapons in the Middle East? How does that help them? Uh, for the money? Chaos is a ladder. If, if you're there behind you and you're trying to upend the people ahead of you, often the shortest distance to do that is just to cut everybody else off at the knees. Or they're an ally of the United States, so yeah, they want them to be a friend of China more than a yeah, friend of ours. Pulling away a, yes. an ally. and yeah, Indeed, and driving a wedge between us and them. That's, uh, that's fantastic. More, more Middle Eastern states with nuclear weapons is just fantastic, and one of our allies in bed with China. Just great. What next? Flying sharks? I mean, just, <laughs> just when is this year over? Somebody check the calendar. Armstrong and Getty.